What is up, everyone, and welcome into episode 34 of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me, as always, is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, we are here. Football has arrived. How are you feeling? Um, well, I cannot wait for week two. That is how I'm feeling. Because uh, one, yeah, it's exciting. It's, uh, it's more football. It's so and exciting. two, hopefully I can win something. Um I just I was fantasy a, wasn't was the best week for week for one, nor was real football, as my Chicago was, Bears yeah. slightly came up short. Just, just a the LA little Rams. short. Even though just, the conspiracy game was happening. Everyone saw that, right? Ooh. Everyone saw that, right? The scoreboard in the first quarter showing the fourth quarter, 31 to 27. Ooh, yep. All right. I'm mm-hmm. not going to. Did that score end up okay. happening? I don't think it did, did it? No, because they they, they realized they put it on the screen so that they had to change it up. Oh, they had to had to adjust. They it wasn't to. that the Bears, the Bears couldn't score 27 points. I mean, we could. We just didn't have the right quarterback in, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a <laughs> little bit, and I don't. I don't disagree with you, man. I really, really don't. Mm-mm. I don't. Either. I had a. I had a. I had a slightly better week fantasy wise. Uh, I lucked out quite a bit. I won't lie to you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, did uh, all the receivers go your way? Because in my leagues, um, every receiver that got injured or didn't get targeted was everybody on my squad apparently <laughs> across all my leagues. Listen, I did have I did have Cortland Sutton in a couple lineups, which is a problem. Um, I had Mike Gesicki in a lineup, which was a problem. Yeah, yeah, but I had Kyler in a few places, and so uh, it's kind of hard to lose with Kyler Murray on your roster. I had one league because I'm in a few. Um, I had one league where I had like. Kyler and McCaffrey, or who'd I have? I had Mahomes and McCaffrey. I can't remember off the top of my head. Like, all high scores, but then it took, like, two receivers. I think I had Ayuk and Judy, mm. maybe. And those two duds just, just it lost me everything. Yep. Because all yeah. his the other my opponent's players were just so consistent. But it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Next week is a new week. I'm getting hot. <laughs> I'm getting mad talking about this. Undress myself here, so we can get into some fantasy football. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> oh man! I would have had a better oh. week had I not uh, chickened out and benched DeAndre Swift in so many places. I know. I you one. you had messaged me right before the game, and you said <laughs> that you did that, and I was like, "Oh, oh man, okay." Uh, like I do want to give a. Sh- I was so excited about. <laughs> hey, now you know. Right now, I've, I learned my now, lesson. Now, now you know. I do want to give a shout out to um, one of the dynasty leagues you and I are in. I, me and you are in two dynasty leagues together mm-hmm. because yeah. we just we like we like to be busy. Apparently, yeah, um, three. But yeah, all right. Yeah, I want to give a sorry. I'll cut that out. Want to give a shout out to my opponent in the dynasty league we are in. Um, his name is iHendy12. I've never met him in person, but I've got to know him over the past, <laughs> over this off season that since we have started this dynasty uh-huh. and he beat me 245 
0.33 to 240.23. And, and we have some, this is an IDP league, so it's, it's higher scoring. Um, and Superflex. We, we like the points. He barely yeah, beat me out. <clears throat> it was a good matchup. This was like the matchup to watch like this week in, in uh-huh. our league. Like it was down to the wire. And honestly, he beat me because he started Derek Carr. That last touchdown. Mm. Like, had he not gotten that last touchdown, I would have got, I would have won. Had anyone, yep. else, like, had they ran in the touchdown, ugh, would have been beautiful. But no, he beat me out with De- Derek Carr of all people. Um, but I think my favorite, my my favorite part about this weekend was he had messaged us in our group chat, <laughs> and he had said he that he was uh, he was actually at the Rams game, the Bears Rams game, and he was yelling uh, at Aaron Donald to not score any more points because Aaron Donald was on your roster. Correct. Yes. Aaron Ronald, Aaron Donald was on my roster. So he's like, I need you to stop scoring points or, you know, just to stay away, which uh, they, they kept Aaron Donald at bay. You know, um, he only ended, I think with like one sack or something like that, but he was yep. still very, very felt with the pressure on that bears, that bears, uh, offense. So, yeah, but Aaron Donald, we'll talk about that box score is not necessarily reflective on what he does to an offense because if you have to devote like three of your 11 players to keeping this one guy from wrecking every single play, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's kind of a problem. Yeah. It is uh it's not, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing for offensive line. It's good for the Rams. Play good if you're good yeah. if you're Aaron uh, Donald. Good luck next week with your Colts, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank with, you. I'm not looking forward the, to it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be either. Cause your old line wasn't the hottest either, but no, it was, it was garbage. That. We can touch on that a little but, uh, bit later. It might be fun to watch <laughs> Quentin Nelson versus Aaron Donald a little bit. Maybe we'll, hope, maybe we'll get to see some of that. Well, I'm rooting for you guys. I am rooting for you guys. <laughs> it is weird. The Rams oh, have become weird. this like weird like side rival of the Bears over the past few years, like ever since the 2018 season. It's the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. But you've played them let's... so much. So we yeah, because we played them that uh, a few years ago when the Bears were really good, but they were like undefeated. I think at the time, mm-hmm. like week 11. And we beat them like six to zero or something. Like it was a really low scoring game. <laughs> and then they like have they've scheduled us like every year to play them except maybe one or something. And uh-huh. um, but yeah, and that was also I believe the year that the, they scored only a field goal in the Super Bowl. So or no, oof, that was the next year. So oh, yeah, but I will well, say was, they do the look year. good. They was it? Was it? Yeah, I don't know, but that yeah, will say they do look good. They, they do. do. They look, look great. Good. You know, I know that there was a lot of talk about Stafford coming in and changing that team and being that factor. And, you know, I'll be honest. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to change like 180. But I might be wrong. I'm, I, mm, they look good. Yeah. They look good. Yes. And we'll talk about them a little bit more in a little bit. First, uh, let, why don't let's we cover? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, why don't we go ahead? Let's get into our news segment here um let's step into the newsroom whoop whoop newsroom all right so now that week one has come and passed players are playing the whole game and with that comes injuries unfortunately Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um some light 
nothing to worry about. Some, you know, got to raise some eyebrows. You're a little concerned. There were some big ones. There were some big ones this week. Um, most notable, I would say, and it is, this is six to eight weeks this, this man will be out, but Ryan Fitzpatrick went down. What the heck? Yeah. This why? Is, um, mm, I'm not happy about it. Why? Why is everything there. good being taken away? They're going to take know, away the awesome sometimes... football team name. They're taking away the quarterback, the magic. <laughs> oh, Pipes man. are bursting. What's going on in Washington? Oh, well, I don't want to get political. Eh? Get it? Because I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That's that was pretty funny, right? I should have hit you with some kind of soundbite, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm not quick <laughs> enough. So uh, I'll, anyway, I'll spare so you. It sounds like um, I don't know if they uncovered some like Indian burial ground or something like that, but some bad luck has fallen upon the Washington football team. Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like he's going to be out from six to eight weeks or so. With a hip something or other big word that I can't pronounce. Hip injury, um, six to eight weeks. Hippopotamus. It's not great. It's not a good sign for this offense. Um, we have been touting Terry McLaurin all offseason. We have been hyping him up. We have been excited about him, what he can do. We've had him ranked as a top 10 wide receiver all offseason. Um, with this news... Where are you kind of envisioning him, um, like, on a per game basis? Because maybe, maybe Fitzpatrick comes back and he's a little better. But you know, from here until Fitzpatrick is back, where do you kind of see him? Do you still see him as a wide receiver one? Or, I mean, it's hard not to. <clears throat> it's hard not to just because you know it's scary Terry. He looked great out there. Mm-hmm. He had a fantastic catch. I do believe he only finished the game with, I'm going to look, like 10 fantasy points, a little over 10 fantasy right. points. So that's a little concern. He he was four for four, 62 yards. Very good defense, though. Don't forget that. That, 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 that phenomenal. That was a good defense. Um, I think I'm still playing him. Um, oh, I yeah, think absolutely. It, I, I, there's no way you can't. Uh, I think his outlook, it's not as bright, in my opinion, with Taylor Heineke you know, under center, but... I want to touch on something you and I were talking about just a few minutes ago before we started recording. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you had mentioned, you know, Taylor Heineke is, is, is their guy. Kyle Allen, I believe is the next guy down. Well, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a quarterback out there that has previously worked with their head coach is a free agent and was a starter Mm -hmm. last year. And that is Cam Newton. Um, So if Cam Newton shows up, I'm a little less excited about Terry McLaurin. Uh, probably oh, more man. so than I would be now, I think. Just because mm-hmm. it's so unpredictable. Because not that Cam's yeah. a bad quarterback. I mean, we know he, but also, what he's done in the past. But, I mean, look at the Patriots last year. Mm-hmm. Like, from, yeah. from a fantasy perspective, right? Yeah. I, just, I wouldn't be excited. I mean, it scares me a little bit. Yeah, it it's scary. And I don't know that they will make this move. I don't know that they won't. Right. And so the hardest part is Mm -hmm. you can't really move Terry McLaurin right now because he could return value greater still than what you would get for him. I think if you were to trade him away at this moment. Um, So I think you just have to hold on to Terry 
It's Antonio Gibson that I'm concerned about because if Cam Newton is the quarterback, there will be less like end zone, red zone opportunities for Antonio Gibson because Cam Newton will take some of that away. And so this is all hypothetical and we're all, it's all, you know, conjecture. We don't know that that's going to happen. There's not been any reports suggesting it, but it's a thought that came into mind and it's terrifying. So, yeah, I, I am not um, <clears throat> liking it whatsoever. And also, most of you know this. Uh, Curtis Samuel is on IR as well, so he's yep. not playing. I am I, I am like a balloon that someone took a needle to and just popped. I'm so deflated with Ryan Fitzmagic yeah. going down and this Washington mm-hmm. football team. Like That's how I feel about them. Yeah, You know, we were so excited the for them way. all offseason, and then it, one play, like, yep. uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's only week one. We're not going to overreact, but a little bit of magic has left. But also, we're podcast. panicking. So it's just oh, sad. very it's, much. It's a sad, sad situation. So um, we talked about Curtis Samuel. Let's talk about Jerry Judy. He went to IR as well this week, and he's going to miss another six to eight weeks. Um, what are you doing with Jerry Judy right now? Are you cutting him? Are you keeping him on your roster? And what are you, what are you trying to do? I am holding Jerry Judy. I still think he can return a lot of value. You know, I think he could maybe be that guy at the end of the at the end of your fantasy season that helps you win that championship, take you to the playoffs, and and get you that ring or that belt or mm-hmm. you know whatever yeah. whatever you're playing for in your leagues. But I like Jerry Judy. I'm holding on to him. And if you have an IR spot, if if it lets you throw him on there, otherwise I I'm okay with holding him on a bench spot. Because I believe his okay. value is worth that. Because even okay. if you drop him, you know, I know if I saw someone drop him, I would I would take that that chance and throw him on my bench okay. off the waivers. Yeah. I mean that maybe that's just me, but right. with T- Teddy Bridgewater there, like I would do that. Okay, I man, this one's a tough one for me. I don't have him anywhere because I've been high on Cortland Sutton, so I have a ton of Cortland Sutton, um, which I might have been bailed out of a little bit, but we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> Jerry Judy, I think I would drop him. Um, if I have an IR spot, I'm throwing him there for sure. Um, but if not, I think I'm dropping him. Um, high ankle sprain is the injury that he is out with. Those don't necessarily have a great track record of healing up and the player coming back and being okay. And because of the type of receiver he is, he relies on the, on his route running and kind of quickness. He's not gonna. He's not like the burner that's just gonna run down the field in a straight line. So I'd be dropping him, but I understand wanting to keep him around and kind of hoping for, you know, him to recover and, and be good again. And don't get me wrong. Like if I need someone off the waivers and I need space, mm, I'll drop yeah. him. You yep. know, it, it, I, I'm not holding on to him for dear life, but right. if I can afford a spot, um, I'm willing to take that risk. You know, yeah. so um, and then okay. we found out today season ending yep. IR. Out of San yeah. Francisco, Raheem Moster is out. All those fantasy yeah. players saying, I told you so, huh? Someone's out there. I know someone's yeah, out someone, there saying that. Somebody is, you know that. Don't gloat about that. You didn't yeah, do it's anything. it's not gloatable. You just happen right. to get lucky with a prediction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, um, not, it's not something uh, to uh, hold never on to there. Never gloat over injuries. You can never predict that, yep. and you just don't sound smart. I'm just. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm, a... Let me get off my soapbox, but that's how I feel. I know. I say uh, it. it's good. It's a good soapbox to, uh, to get onto. I think it is. Um, you know. 
Raheem Mostert, by the time this episode drops, waivers will have already run. So you'll have already had to kind of make your decision on, you know, those Elijah Mitchell and those guys there. So we won't dig into that too much. Um, But what I will say is I'm pretty hands off on this backfield at this point. Um, That's kind of where I've ended up over the course of the day. I'm willing to miss out, I think, unless I'm like, only have a one, which I know in one of your leagues, you only have one starting running back. And so I think at this point, it's like <laughs> worth kind of trying to cash out for yeah. Elijah Mitchell and hoping. But um, if I have at least two guys that I'm comfortable with, I think I'm pretty much just hands off because it could just go so, so wrong. If you dump all of your fab onto getting this Elijah Mitchell and then it's Trey Sermon or it's Michael Hasty or it's, Carry on Johnson, who they just signed to their practice squad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play the game. I don't trust Kyle Shanahan to give us enough information to make any educated decisions. It'll feel like guesswork. I'm just not into it. And because there might be someone like me out there, if you have one starting <laughs> running back and the rest yes. of your bench is the Jets backfield, go ahead and take a shot. Um, yeah. That's what I am doing. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will let you know how that goes, but yeah, I am. Yeah, we'll give an I, update next week. I I, got, I, I, it was a weird night. I think I don't. So I joined the league, and the scoring settings were all over the place, and and nobody, nobody had a strategy in the draft, and everyone was getting thrown off. And I, I made, I make a joke about the league that that league during the draft of Steven when it happened. I said there was twelve players, and there were about fifteen draft strategies going. So that's how oh, it, it was crazy. I don't, and not for me, just everybody. It was crazy, but. And you, I don't think you knew all the scoring settings going into the draft either, which didn't help. I like, I, I also, th- I also changed my strategy and I went, um, <laughs> I went, I was going to try to go late running back, uh-huh. um, which I did. And the late, later running back I picked up was ETM. So. Right. That's kind of, that right. was the big, that was the big thing. Uh, but it was yeah. just a nice little perfect storm of everything for me, saying you don't get to win this mm. league. So that's okay. That's Sometimes okay. that happens. Underdog story. I'll let you know how it ends. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, Evan Ingram moving in out of some IR. Sad news. We'll just move into some regular news. Um, Evan Ingram lo- does look like he has a chance to play against Washington this weekend. You... They play Thursday night. Is that right? Is that right? I think well, it is. Well, okay. Well, that's going to change my whole discussion that's about to come out of my mouth if that is if that Great. is the case. I'm glad that I mentioned it then because I'm pretty confident. It is. Yep, Thursday. Thursday night. Okay, so avoid Evan Ingram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's way too... If it I was Sunday... I'm like... I assume you had some like clever reasoning of like why you might be able to start him on Sunday and you'll have all this time to get information, but now it's just like, nope, no thanks. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Not with him being the first <laughs> game of the week and every other tight end of the oh, league played. No. Avoid Evan Ingram. Uh, give it another week or so. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I, I would say <laughs> do not play Evan Ingram. No, um, sure. And then as you had mentioned a little, just a few minutes ago, Carrion Johnson was signed to the practice squad. For the 49ers. I'll be honest with you. When did he get let go from the Eagles? 
this is a while ago actually it's been a Dude, bit. i must have totally maybe i probably saw it and just like disregarded it that's so, not relevant so <laughs> i think it'll be relevant for san francisco though that's the problem i think he, I he will be a problem there i think he'll get carries like just it doesn't matter who the running back is it's in kyle shanahan's scheme that's why i do not want to spend up on elijah mitchell because it could just be Trey Sermon. It could just be Carrion Johnson. It could just okay. be Michael Hasty. He could make a trade for somebody. It could be Trey Lance's show at any point. Could be at this point. What if they just brought Trey Lance in as the running back and have Jimmy exactly. G exactly just be the quarterback? Why don't they just do that? God, uh, I don't know. Probably because they don't want to throw their future quarterback to the wolves like that. I mean, get it out Toughen of the game. Get him ready. Toughen him up. Use Jimmy G for the rest of that contract. Come on. How about make Trey Lance the quarterback and Jimmy G the running back? I mean, I I'm I mean I'm here for entertainment, and <laughs> if that entertains me and that proves to be, <laughs> I mean, you know what? <laughs> Try that. I like That's that. That's a good plan. A I think it's a plan. That's a very good plan. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm upset now that that's not gonna happen. You shouldn't have put that in my head. I apologize for bringing it up. You should. You should. All right. I'm done talking about news. I don't want to talk because there's just there's sadness in IRs. Evan Ingram is not playable as of a minute and a half ago. Forever. And I am done. So what we're going to do today is we are going to review just some of the games this past weekend. What we thought about some of the individual players in the game what we want to do with them moving forward into this next week and possibly the season. Yeah. And just kind of break some stuff down. Uh, we won't get too deep into the reviews. Uh, so we more focused on the players themselves and the fantasy aspect of them, since this is a fantasy podcast. Um, yeah. So we'll do the reviews today and then just be on the lookout. We are going to, I think, throw up some previews of coming matches up this weekend or maybe over on the TikTok, on the YouTube. I'm 80 because I throw the word the in front of everything now. So that's been a real weird transition this past <laughs> year. Really don't know what's happening. The, the TikTok. <laughs> oh, man. He spells it with the C, too. Someone told me I'm getting old and... All I could think was, oh my God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. That's what it feels like. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man, oh, old age. I can't oh. not hear that and laugh. I can't hear, I can't not hear anything Michael Scott says and not laugh. So, oh, um, welcome to the show. If you're new, by the way, we love The Office, How I Met Your Mother, Star Wars, Marvel, all of that fun stuff. And, and um, football, and oh, and football, and the Bears, don't, don't and the Bears. About that one, and the football, uh, yeah. and Rex Gross. We love Bears, but and not necessarily the Bears. Bears, I. Oh, why do you always remind me of an office quote when I don't have the sound bite? That was the perfect time for the Bears beats Battlestar Galactica quote. You oh my God! Are welcome. God, thanks. All right, since. We like to embrace what we love. Let's get into our main topic, and let's step in to our fantasy football office. I dig it. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. 
let's get into this first matchup review. Giants taking on the Broncos. All right, let's just Denver, get into this. Yeah, Denver wins the game 27 to 13. 27 13. Saquon, man. 3.7 yeah. points. 10 carries, 26 yards, 1 for 3 on receptions for only a whopping yard. It's so brutal, man. This is the reason I've been avoiding him. Um, I and I know it's gonna take them some time. I, I you know, they I think they might have been explicitly said that over the past few days. Is you know, they're gonna work him in slowly. But like I just don't have confidence that he's gonna ever get back to that form of being like a first round fantasy pick. I just I don't yeah. I don't believe it. Like I would mm-hmm. put money I, on it, that's not gonna happen. Either. Right. I just, I, man, listen. So we remember what he did, you know, his rookie season, whatever. He was, you know, crazy utilized, ton of targets, all that fun stuff. But the thing we have to remember is who the quarterback was at that point, And it was Eli Manning yes. still. So, so much has changed. Head coach changes, offensive coordinator changes, all of these things. Saquon isn't healthy. I'm not, not confident at all, no. in Saquon Barkley. Not in the slightest bit. Now, if you drafted him where you drafted him, I think you have to hold on to him because you're not getting anything out of a trade for him at this point. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's like going to the- give you Saquon <clears throat> value for for him right now. So I think you have to Honest, hold on to him. Yeah. Yep. 100%. But I just don't trust him. You, ha- you I honestly, uh, your best bet if you have Saquon and this is my own, you know, personal opinion, but you wait, you hope that he has a Saquon game real soon mm-hmm. and you yeah. sell him. Like yeah. I think that's what you have to do. It's what yeah. I would be hoping for. You know, you hope Just in the next two that... weeks he puts up a twenty point game. Yeah. And get something for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you you might take a little loss on it, but right. I just I don't like I just don't like it. Like no, him. I don't either. I don't like this offense. I don't like this team. I don't like any any of the things, right? Like, and we talked about it a lot, you know, leading up to the season. And I don't want to like try to victory lap or anything like that because it is only week one. But everything that we said has been playing out. He hasn't been getting a full workload yet. He did not score any touchdowns. Look at look at ten carries, twenty six yards, two point six yards a carry. That's an offensive line issue. That's an offensive scheme issue. Like, I just and don't he's trust not, the Giants. And he's not getting the ball. He's not getting those receptions, right? No. The targets. Nope. Three targets, but he only caught one. Like, that's not going to get the mm-hmm. job done in, right. in any format. You don't draft Saquon for three targets. No. No, you don't. You, you expect him to be that that receiving back, and that's not what he is. He doesn't have Eli Manning, like you said. He doesn't even have a great quarterback, like, if we're being right. honest. So. Right. I just, I don't like it. Um, I really have nothing positive to say. (laughs) So Yeah, me neither. I think you hope for a better game, like you were saying, and then kind of make a decision going from there. But let's move over to the other team. Um, Noah Fant had a good game. He looked looked good out there. Put up uh, six receptions on eight targets for 62 yards. Nothing crazy, um, but eight targets for a tight end is phenomenal. Um, and I expect that to 
like his utilization to go up and his target share to go. I don't want to say his target share is going to go up from here, but I think it has less of a chance of going down because of the Jerry Judy injury, right? Like there's mm-hmm. less pass catchers now. I think Noah Fant will be even more involved in the offense. And so I'm really excited about Noah Fant this season. Yeah, I think I think he's definitely a start next week. Yep. Someone that oh, you're a little more sure. confident in with Judy going down. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone there kind of benefits a little bit. I, you know, I think um, Corlin Sutton's going to hopefully benefit a little bit. I think we'll see a better game yeah. from him next week than we did this past week. Tim Patrick so. is a name you'll probably hear a lot this week. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was four for four this past week with a touchdown in there. So I like the Tim Patrick pickup, you know, on your waivers if you need someone, even KJ Hamler. You know, he's someone to take a look at, you know, three for four for 41 yep. yards. So take a look, you know, if you need a receiver, I I would look on the waivers for some of these Denver Broncos. Cause mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I like their quarterback situation right now. You know, I think they have it's a lot better than the previous quarterback. So yeah. with that, with Jerry Judy, unfortunately going down, I do like this receiving core. I think the Cortland Sutton fantasy week, I think that was an outlier for this week. I think we're going to see better things from him. Mm-hmm. but uh, I guess we'll see. You know, this was week one, so we're going right. to try not to overreact or read too much into things, which is very hard to do. So, but um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I like this. Uh, I like this, this field there in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. And so Cortland Sutton was definitely getting eased in after the injury. Still, he only had three targets there, one reception for, let me check, 14 yards, gave you a whopping 2.4 points in PPR scoring formats. Um not exactly what you were hoping for from Cortland Sutton, but it's okay. He still has time to get back into form and now with Jerry Judy out, it seems more likely that that will happen sooner rather than later. Um and I do want to make the quick point because as I was talking, I mm. kind of thought about it, but we kind of made the same argument for Saquon and Cortland Sutton. But we were fine with it for Cortland Sutton and not <laughs> fine with it for Saquon, right? But the reason is is that we paid a first-round pick to get Saquon Barkley. He was a top top six pick in a lot of leagues, whereas Cortland Sutton is like a sixth-round pick. And so that is why it's okay mm. to wait on Cortland Sutton because you have other guys you can start, whereas with Saquon, you are banking on him being a bona fide starter on your team, and I don't think that's what you have in him. I'd agree. Good analysis. I try. So I, pay for I do. I do try. <laughs> I think so. I agree. Good. I think that, I that's kind of hope, right? Maybe someday. We'll see. I'm not going to pay you for it. You say that I, I now. I expect you to pay me for it. That's not going to happen. Mm, I don't know. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> We're going to throw this game randomly in there. This is in no particular order, by the way, and you'll find out with this next game. This is the Raiders versus the Ravens, Monday Night Football. Oh, my God. What a game. What a game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so good. Someone fell asleep. Uh, You say fell asleep like it was an accident. Listen, I chose to go to bed because <laughs> that game was man. boring. That game was boring. And then it got exciting after I went to bed. That's not my fault. I blame John Gudrun. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
you so lo- lovingly that was a weird word to use but reminded me of the manning commentation <laughs> uh i did i did do that and i forgot and if and if you guys have access to espn2 which probably do if you're for watching Monday Night Football, watch Eli and Peyton Manning's break, or you know them commentating the game. It is fantastic. They have guests so on. Good. I think they had Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, Ray Lewis were all on. Ray Lewis. You know, they really yeah. dive into you know the plays and the thought processes and the coaching and all sorts of stuff. You know, so you don't get none of the, any of the uh, crazy nonsensical statistics that we always make fun of. So. It was fun. Check it out. But this game was a doozy. Down to the wire at the end, into overtime with the Raiders coming out on top. Oh, they just, it was, it was so good. 33 to 27 was the final score. All right. But what we actually need to talk about with this game is fantasy purposes. And we need to talk about the Ravens backfield. Um, So the Ravens backfield was devastated with injuries past few weeks so it's not good they signed latavius murray they have they have tyson williams <laughs> steven's laughing but no one heard what i said because i edited it out <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they have man, latavius murray tyson williams um and then we also saw a little bit of trenton cannon all right what is going on with this backfield? So the, the first half was all Tyson Williams. All Tyson Williams for the first mm-hmm. yep. half. And then at the second half, it was Latavius Murray. Game script is all over the place. What is going on? <laughs> so all over the place. Um, I, I think we have a dumbed down version of what we had before all of the backfield injuries, where you had two guys who are going to split the load fairly evenly um except one is probably a little bit better and but now it's just like a worse version of that so instead of getting Mm -hmm. a you know two running back twos i think we probably have two running back threes if i had to guess so but i think they can both be flex plays consistently i think you can rely on them to give you you know, that 10 to 15 touches and it's in the Ravens offense, I think that's going to be, you know, fairly useful. I think they'll have goal line opportunities. Um, so I don't mind them. But and at this point, they're probably picked up like that whole that whole waiver yeah, period and I, getting yeah. those guys on your roster kind of already happened. Um, but that's kind of where I view them. So maybe maybe one of them finishes as a running back, too, but I wouldn't be crazy confident in that and i don't think they're like top 15 guys by any means so yeah uh tyson williams put up the most he put up a nice little 18 point game while latavius murray put up an eight point game mm-hmm. and yep. the difference really there was or at least tyson williams had a touchdown you know his nine yeah carry a 65 yards touchdown and then three for four on receptions um i wouldn't expect those receptions for tyson williams to be consistent either that seems like a lot for a lamar jackson led offense um <laughs> But back one. in all yeah. fairness, in all fairness, uh, they're having a wide receiver issue there in Baltimore. They indeed are. Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards. So the issue, the issue going on with the Raiders here and, and these two gentlemen is that their name is not Darren Waller. Mm. That's, That's actually what what's going is. on. Yeah. So if what they were to put that name on their jersey, it might be a little better for them. 
that would be an easy solution because then then Derek Carr might look at them because he only looks at number eighty three in that <laughs> offense. Uh, how many carries did Darren or how many uh, targets did Darren Waller get last night? By the way, Darren Waller had a nice, healthy <laughs> nineteen targets. Nineteen targets, guys. You know what you look for in your tight ends? You look for five targets with your tight ends. That is what you're looking for. You are looking for five targets, four receptions for like sixty yards, and hoping they score a touchdown. Darren Waller had 19 <laughs> targets. Derek Carr threw the ball at this man 19 times last night. 19, 19. That's so many times. Yeah, and that's the thing too is he. It was 19 targets, but it was only 10 receptions. There was quite a few drops in there, and yeah, you know Peyton Manning actually touched on this last night, where you know if a guy's having a down game as a quarterback, you still want to target him. You don't want you don't want them to give up or anything like that, mm-hmm. or think that there's no shot. So you keep targeting him, and you know that's what Derek Carr did. He just kept looking at Darren Waller, just kept going. And and let me put this yeah, into perspective: how good Darren Waller is. Let me put this <laughs> into perspective. Darren Waller was a third is a third, maybe second round tight end, depending on how your draft went. Who's the next right. one off yep. the board? Mark Andrews after Darren Waller. Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews, unless you take Waller before Kittle, but yeah. Oh, after the big three, Mark Andrews is typically the fourth off the board yeah. in about the fourth or fifth round. So about a, mm-hmm. a round or two right after, you know, Waller or Kittle. Yep. Darren Waller had 19 targets and 10 receptions. Mark Andrews, the next best tight end that a lot of us have ranked as the next guy in line, had five targets for three receptions. <laughs> exactly like that is nuts and john gruden has even come out i believe uh this morning or yes i guess it'd be tuesday this morning since monday night football was he said he's the best player he's a football player he's ever coached yeah i will and then he's know, gonna john keep looking Green, for i don't know how much you can really uh read into the things he says because i feel like he just kind of says words sometimes but but yeah no it, the point stands that that darren waller is very very good at football um, and he is going to continue to be over-targeted, I think, in this offense. So keep starting him and keep reaping the benefits of having drafted him. It was gonna. I think he's going to pay off like crazy. I would not be surprised if he finishes as the tight end one on the season. Would not be surprised yeah. at all. Yeah, I, I had him ranked really, really high in the offseason, and mm-hmm. I just, it, he's the walrus, man. All right, that's what they, that's he, what they call him, so. <clears throat> oh, something special. Let's move on to the next game because there are a lot of games to get through. Some of these we will skim over because... <laughs> Anywho. All right, Yo. Eagles-Falcons mm-hmm. are next. Why don't you kick us off with a little fantasy perspective? Oh, man. This game was something else. In one half, I was very excited about it, and on the other side, I was extremely disappointed. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Atlanta Falcons 32-6. to uh, I did not expect that by any means. I would have picked the Falcons in this game without a doubt. Um, oh, yes. I want to start with one of my favorite players going into this season. That is Devontae Smith, rookie wide receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles. He 
Man, he's awesome. He is awesome. Eight targets, six receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown. What a way to enter into the NFL, Mr. Smith. I was worried about him at the beginning of the offseason, right? Because we didn't know whether or not to trust Jalen Hurts. But then preseason happened. We got to see Devontae Smith on the field, and he just looked too good for me to care about the quarterback situation. But I think we're getting the best of both worlds here. I believe Devontae Smith has the talent to be a number one really good wide receiver. Jalen Hurts might be the real deal, too. Dude. just might be. 27 of 35 for 264 yards, three touchdowns, eight carries for 57 yards. Jalen Hurts had a game, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, it was against the Atlanta Falcons. And yes, their defense is terrible. But keep an eye on this man, because if he continues to play like this, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's just in that, that realm of really good quarterbacks in the NFL. And, and, and one thing I want to point out um, with how, you know, like, like you said, it's not the you know, best defense, but right. listen, listen to these stats. You know, he threw the ball 27 for 35 for Jalen Hurts. But like the consistency with these, with these catches and these reception is on, is, is phenomenal in this game. Six for eight from Devonta. Jalen Rager was six mm-hmm. for six. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quez Watkins, three for three. Zach Ertz, two for two. Dallas Goddard, four for yep. five. Like, yeah, you know, Philly, I'm not going to get too excited yet because it was Atlanta, but like, that's really good. That's consistent offense. Like, Miles yeah. Sanders put up an awesome game. Kenneth Gainwell, the backup, put up an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I'm really, I, I, I was kind of impressed. I won't lie. <laughs> um, yeah. and I know you and I had the whole Jalen Hurts argument a few months back on on one of the shows, and I just want to apologize right now, like <laughs> at least for this week. Oh man, yeah, man, uh, I like what I see, but you know, Atlanta also did nothing on offense on their side of the ball. Oh man, it's so true. That was brutal. It was <laughs> terrible. Tell me this: Are you worried? about the Atlanta Falcons offense. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm going to try not to overreact from week 1, but yes, yes I am. You know, um no catches from Russell Gage, only two targets. Only yeah. eight targets for Calvin Ridley, you know, some wide receiver one in some places, you know, in some drafts. Mm-hmm. But definitely yeah. in the top 3, like I'm very worried. <laughs> um it's not like Atlanta was coming in as like already this like solid team uh, right. and then losing Julio it's it's yes short answer yes <laughs> yeah I I'm pretty concerned too Mike Davis had 15 carries um six targets which is pretty decent like it's a decent amount of opportunity um but was pretty pedestrian with it 15 carries turned into 49 yards which is like I don't know three three and some change a carry it's just not very good Offensive line didn't look fantastic. Defense was rough. I don't know what to expect from here with the Falcons. You kind of have to, like, if you drafted Calvin Ridley, you have to play Calvin Ridley because you paid an early second, middle, mid-tier second round for him. If you drafted Kyle Pitts, you're playing Kyle Pitts. You 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 bought in. You better be. Um, 
And he, there were some encouraging things for him. He had eight targets. That's really great, for especially for a rookie tight end in his first game. But only hauled in four of those for like 30, 31 yards. It's concerning. It really is. Um, Hayden Hurst was a little more involved than I would have thought. Four for four for 28. Still nothing fantastic, but it's a few more than I would have hoped. And a little more, you know, he caught all four of them. So I I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried, but you have to wait at least one more week to kind of see what happens here. Yeah. Um agreed. Let's I'm I'm so so excited for that game that I just want to move on to the next one. Uh Texans versus Jaguars. Uh-huh. Um two very bad teams, two more very bad teams. And even though they're two very bad teams, one looked like a really good team. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's not the team you think. The Houston Texans looked like a good team. What? Houston Texans win this game 37 to 20. One and it was never close. All right, I just, I you know I know we don't have this in our show notes, but I want to ask you a question. Oh no, here we go. Twenty-eight for fifty-one, over three hundred yards, three touchdowns, but three interceptions for mm. the number one overall pick. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Does are you? Mm-hmm. You know if if you have him. I, I don't think a lot of people have him as their starter, necessarily. I don't um, think so either. But, like, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him. He didn't put up a bad game by any means. I, he finished with, like, a t- little over 28 points, so not not a bad game at all. Right. Especially right. compared to some people named Aaron Rodgers. But overall, <laughs> like, that's why um, they lost the game. You, you know, think I don't so? think... It's part of it, three interceptions. I think... So, it's hard to come we, we'll talk about this game in a minute, the next one. Um, I'll call an audible, and we'll talk about the next the Patriots game in a second. But, like, Mac Jones looked solid. Yeah. In my opinion. In the mm-hmm. 15th overall pick, Trevor Lawrence is the best prospect since Andrew Luck. And I just, he didn't, I don't know, like... First game, I'm so I'm gonna give oh, okay. I'm gonna get better yeah, for the doubt. First is, game, this is a feels like a week one overreaction to me, if anything. But we also were really confident in playing him in a lot of places because he's playing the Houston Texans. He scored twenty eight points. He finishes the QB ten. He, he on did. The week. I'm just, what more do you want from him? I I'm looking at. I guess I'm maybe I'm looking too far into the box score. I think for Trevor Lawrence. And don't it, don't it, remember there's no equal sign between fantasy football and real football. There's, there's not an equal sign. There's not, but like I'm looking at the three interceptions in particular. Yeah. And yeah. and that the matters. twenty and the twenty-three incompletions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like twenty-three completions, three interceptions, and this is against the worst projected team in the league. Right. This this should be the worst That's defense the thing. in the NFL. That's the thing. And they're going to play mm-hmm. him twice a year. Cool. But, like, what happens, you know, when they when they start playing the Colts defense? Right. Or, right. I, I don't know, if they play Seattle. What happens when they play Seattle or the Rams? Yeah. I don't know if I want anything to do with Trevor Gosh. Lawrence in those weeks. So, I'll, I, I, will, I, will, I will go sit in a room by myself and, and, and reflect on the Trevor Lawrence saga <laughs> in my mind. But, oh, man. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just, I'm getting out my crystal ball and I'm, 
it's cloudy. My magic eight ball says ask again later. So I'm just. (laughs) Oh, right. Well, it's definitely something to monitor. I think he's going to be fine. Um, I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence, the player. I'd be worried about Jacksonville Jaguars, the organization. Worried about Urban Meyer, all of those things. Be very but as far as Trevor Lawrence and his talent and and all that stuff, I'm fine with him. Um, But let's talk about a little bit more about some of the offensive decisions that were made by this team, specifically the running back splits. Um, I don't know if you've looked at these numbers, but James Robinson, five carries, five carries, while Carlos Hyde dragging his corpse across the line of scrimmage Got nine carries, four more than James Robinson. What on earth is going on? Why, 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 why? It's a trap. Oh, look, there's yeah, a sound this, for the Jaguars. This team feels like a trap. I don't know how else to explain it, right? Like, what is going on? Uh, dude, I don't I don't know. Just avoid them. Like I cuz we are excited for James Robinson a few weeks ago. Yeah, we were. After the Travis Etienne news. Like, cool. 20 get back or something. Urban Meyer, what are you doing? No kidding. What? Right, so what running backs doing? are it's a mess in Jacksonville. That's for sure. Let's talk pass catchers really quick. Um I was high on Lewis Gushenault. I still feel mm-hmm. fine about that. He had nine targets. That's fantastic. I like it. 12.99 PPR points. That's not bad at all. Um, could have been a little really better. Really solid but, game. You know, score a touchdown, and that, that changes that the outlook of that completely. Exactly. Marvin Jones was great, like we kind of expected. 18 points. <laughs> DJ Jark uh, had a <laughs> weird game. Uh, he was He had three catches. On 12 targets, uh, 86 yards, and a touchdown uh, finish with 17 and a half points there. Um, uh, rank them, I guess. Rank, how do you rank them? The receivers there in Jacksonville? Yep. I would say Chenault, Jones, and Shark. I would say the same for now. If if something similar to this happens again next week, I might start to change my mind a little bit and maybe flip Chenault and Jones. But... For now, I'm still kind of believing in LaVisca Chenault that he can kind of mm-hmm. take over there in Jacksonville. So let's move on to – we probably need to talk about the Houston running back situation Ugh. really quick. Yeah, so uh, Mark Ingram was brought in as moral support seven months ago or however mm-hmm. long ago. Yep. I don't actually know. That's what we thought. That is what we thought. He's the number one running back there, and I think it. I think it might stay that way. Okay. I have no I really idea do. what to think. Literally no clue. Not a well, clue. Well, if you have to give a thought, or if I have to give a thought, that's my thought. Yeah, I think that I'm in the same place. Like, It looks like Mark Ingram is the guy. There's pretty much no disputing that. He had 26 carries, guys. 26 carries. Next most was Philip Lindsay with eight. That is a large, large, large difference. That's like four times as many carries, or three times as many carries, right? So... David Johnson only got three carries. David Johnson doesn't matter in this offense, I think. 
He wasn't. There's a lot of trade, things that don't matter in Houston. That trade, <laughs> that's very true. That trade happened before the current regimen was <laughs> was around. I don't think he matters. Philip Lindsay, he's just not going to do anything for you. He scored a touchdown and still only had eight and a half points. Yeah. And I, I think a... he's going to be at that two and a half place a lot more often than the eight and a half. And so Mark Ingram feels like the only player here. If he's on the waiver wire, I mean, I guess he won't be by the time this releases, but I'm probably trying to get him in a few spots. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I'd make a move for him, especially if yeah. it's hard though because he had 26 carries and still only finished with 14 points. But I guess that's kind of what I mean. You that's that's good if you need running a running back. Yeah, or but like he something. had to work so hard just to get to 14 points. I mean, it's not Texans even that are going to have to work hard for a long time to be a good football team. Uh huh. Yeah, so. yeah, that's so true. Okay, well, um, let's move on to a so. not sucky game. Yeah, so let's go move on to the Patriots-Dolphins game. It actually was not a bad game at all. Um, this was the game I ended up watching most of Sunday afternoon since I had somehow a Patriots and a Dolphins fan individually both sneak into my house. So that was the game that was on in my living room <laughs> oh, somehow. Um, but like like I mentioned a few moments ago, Mac Jones looked good in my opinion. He looked like you know a quarterback that knows how to play football. 29 mm-hmm. for 39, yep. 281 yards and a touchdown. I think they have a quarterback again in New England, which kind of sucks because I thought there was going to be yeah. a nice little drought, but apparently not. They looked good. Apparently they didn't win. Not. They did not win, but they didn't get blown out. They only lost 17 to 16. Right. And, uh, you know, this isn't a quarterback that's going to take in the ball from the goal line. Mm-hmm. Like last year, um, there's going to be some relevancy there in fantasy. I think, you know, Nelson Aguilar right. finished with 18 points. Jacoby Myers with 10 points. I like it. I like it. I, I really do. I, I think there's some good stuff going up on in New England. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, you had Miami and Tua Tagovaiola, you know, put up a nice 200-yard game with a touchdown. Some, you know, a carry for a touchdown, um, 16 completions on 27 attempts. You know, I thought he actually looked pretty good as well. Yeah, I think so too. I thought they both had good games. Um, both had promising games, and it's a division rival game, so you kind of expect it to mm-hmm. be a little, yes, little grindy, more defensive. So, um, I was impressed with both these guys. Yeah, uh, Jacoby Brissett found his way in there for on a few third downs, so that <laughs> that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, classic. Classic. Miles Gaskin put up a, a you know a twelve point game. I got him in a league, so solid, solid start, solid start there. You know, I'm never yep. the most confident when it comes to Miles Gaskin, but he's a, he's yeah. a solid uh, running back there, especially if he is your running back too. I like it, but mm-hmm. yep. I don't feel horrible if you have to throw him in as your RB one a week. I think Miami has a good defense, so I think they can get the job done. Right. Jalen Waddle yeah. looked fantastic. Four yeah, six, very, very good. I was very impressed with model. These rookies are looking good, man. They they do. This feels like a solid class, like very promising. So that's definitely exciting. I, I wish I would have bought into Jalen Waddle a little bit more because I like the player. I just didn't know if I believed in the offense. And I still have my issues because Will Fuller comes back next week. So it's hard to uh, trust them moving forward. But, you know, 
I think he's really talented, so he should be able to do things like this fairly often. Yes, I like it. Um, Speaking of receivers and they're going off, we found out in the Bengals and Vikings game that Jamar Chase was apparently playing everybody and that he does know how to play the game (laughs) of football. As it turns out, Bengals win this game 27-24. to Jamar Chase was kind of the, the big story, it feels like. Seven targets, five receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. Finished with 20.9 points. Looked really good. Um, I know one a video was just kind of circulating on Twitter. I was just about to ago. bring that up. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a route a route that he did not get targeted on. Um, but I think Patrick Peterson was the corner and it was man coverage. And Jamar Chase does the, does this little move like fainting to go outside. And then Patrick Peterson just completely buys in and Jamar Chase just turns it around, comes inside and is just wide open in the middle of the field. Um, doesn't get the target, but man looks, the kid looks good. I'm impressed. I'm excited for him. Oh, you're talking about something else then. Okay. So I was talking about a video someone had edited. Um, and I, if you haven't seen it, I'll send it to you. Oh, so no, it's an I don't edit, think so. It's an edit of the touchdown route he ran. So it's the same exact route he ran in college with Burrow. Oh, nice. And dude, they, they edit it in of both games in and out during the uh-huh. route. And dude... We talked about this before all the controversy... But I think Burrow and Chase, man. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. It, Call yeah, me Patrick Peterson because I'm buying him. Call me Patrick Peterson. I love it. Yes, it's super pumped. Um, if you got him, I think you are going to be happy having Jamar Chase on your roster. T. Higgins was still really good. Four for five for 58 in a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, uh, not so much so, which... I didn't expect necessarily only six points there. Um, But pass catchers on the Vikings. Um, Justin Jefferson uh, had a decent game. You know, Mm -hmm. five receptions for 71 yards. That's not bad at all. It didn't kill you. You were hoping for more from him, but um, it was an Adam Thielen kind of day in Minnesota, it sure seems like. Uh, Nine of 10 for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Um, ooh, I might have been a little low on Adam Thielen if he can still do this. Uh, I am the complete opposite, and honestly, I'm it's be- purely because I need to be opposite. So, uh, one of our <laughs> the other dynasty league we are in, I put myself in this weird position somehow during our draft. I'm not exactly what sure what happened. Oh no, I'm sorry, I do know what happened. It's it's been a long offseason. My apologies. I had put myself huh. in a position where Adam Thielen was my number one receiver. Um, oof. I had had Allen Robinson at one point, traded him away in a package, got Christian McCaffrey out of it. It was it was nice, but that meant that Adam Thielen was my guy. Trying to you know throw some trade offers out there to see if I could get something, just another receiver in a package somewhere, has not happened. So the light opened up. Adam Thielen said, "Don't worry, my child. I will take <laughs> care of you. It is no worries." And puts up this marvelous game this week. And I cannot, cannot thank him enough for it. Ends up putting up 9 for 10, 92, and 2 touchdowns, baby. 30 points. Thank you. 
Thank you. I, I actually, and I do buy into it because, you know, with that tight end situation being kind of up in the air, mm-hmm. I, yeah. you know, Tyler, Tyler, you know, Tyler Conklin didn't, Tyler Conklin didn't do a bad job. Chris Hernan didn't come down with any of the receptions or any of the targets that he had. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> right. So I, I'm liking Adam Thielen. You know, I know we had talked about Jefferson stepping up and having a great season, which I still right. do think will still think oh, will happen. Sure. But, you know, I know this Adam Thielen was the worry. We're not going to see what we saw last year. And I don't think we're going to see the same numbers from last year, but I think right. he should still be in that conversation of, you know, top, top 15 receivers top you know possibly on on the mm-hmm. year i think yeah. he's gonna yeah. put up a good you know a good season yeah i i think so too and i think that's definitely the case as long as they are both performing and healthy i think he's going to be like a top 15 to top 15 kind of guy and i do still think justin jefferson is a, is a top 10 wide receiver i don't i'm not worried about it, this game at all joe mixon was oh. awesome uh if he keeps this up he's just going to be a top five running back like yes 29 carries four targets four receptions if he gets that kind of workload and stays healthy he will be a top five guy and we will look a little dumb here because we weren't terribly high on him we weren't crazy low on him either though so no yeah we are we were right in the middle so i sweet spot yep. um it's a good way to not look dumb how do you have any thoughts let's move on let's go ahead and cover yep. the Bills and Steelers. Let's talk about them for a second. The Bills um, and the Steelers. Steelers and the Bills. Um, did not go how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> Tell me about I it. I will be honest. Uh, Bills lost 23-16 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Um, yeah, any, any takeaways? Najee. So... 10, 16 carries, 45 yards, four uh-huh. yards on one reception. A lot of carries. Yep. No points. Yeah. This game, <laughs> you ever just want to take a game and just kind of crumble it up, throw it in the trash, pretend like it never happened? I got one right off the top of my head, yes. This <laughs> this feels like that game a little bit to me. Um, yeah, it does. I, it this week? I don't really want to use any of this to build opinions of anything. Um, don't worry about Najee. He had literally 100% of the running back snaps. Uh, nobody else got a carry. Nobody else got a touch. It is Najee Harris's backfield. The Bills played a good game on defense. This was a weird, weird game. Don't look into it too much. Um, the only, the only was, thing, I, I don't even. It really, really just came down to good points. defenses, and and yeah. but the Bills made the mistake. They had the fumble from yeah. Josh Allen, and it, it that's kind of that's the deciding factor, really. That's the yeah, touchdown, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yeah, just, I think we kind of. This the, game uh, is hard. Yeah, this game's hard because, on. like, I'm sorry. No, this game's hard because, like. You had decent fantasy finishes from Diggs, um, from Beasley, mm-hmm. yeah. Dante Johnson. Um, you know, not the not the high scoring fantasy finishes you want, but good defenses on both sides of the ball. One of those games where it, it was the opposite of of the Raiders game. Yeah, you know, it was it was almost two good teams, but one was defense, one was offense, and yeah, it was weird. You know, so, 
not going to look too much into this. Like you said, I, I, I'm still happy with everybody. And I think it just came down to a few key plays and mistakes there. So yeah, I agree. Nothing crazy. The only thing I'm watching it really is Najee out of this. Yeah. Cause I know we talk volume. Just make a sure lot, he bounces but... back, which I think he will. So yes. Hopefully. Um, Bucks and Cowboys. Listen, you've heard about them for a week now, that game. Oh, so yeah. I am not really going to uh-huh. touch on that. It is what it is. They both, oops. They both looked all, good. They, all those, they're all good. All of them are good. You can play them all. Not, not all of them. Well, not maybe all, not. I mean, maybe all not of them. The Buccaneers running backs, but okay, that's where I was. That's where I was going with this. But yeah, you can play everybody else. Play everybody yes, else. I, I, um, I think I genuinely believe that. So I, I and I kind of feel the same way about the Browns and Chiefs game. Like, listen, it was just, it was a really close game. The Browns looked really good, but the problem it was a really was that good game. It was, and it really just came down to the Chiefs having Patrick Mahomes. as it it always does that is that is that was it um Uh uh-huh i i I work with a browns fan and that's he said the same thing like it's patrick mahomes like you just yeah not much you can do there you know so yeah um how about the colts and seahawks this is this is your hometown team or was sure is it sure is is hometown was hometown former hometown i I don't know uh home state i don't know whatever Colts Seahawks, yo, I think Carson looked good. I liked what I saw from mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I did too. Not, I really did. Not the ones in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh Yeah, so I'll break it down a little bit here. Um Carson Wentz, I thought played a good game. I was really happy with how he handled pressure. I thought he looked fairly poised. I didn't see any like crazy reactions to it. I thought he was kind of strong there standing in the pocket with it collapsing around him. I thought he moved around really well, made some athletic plays, getting away from pressure. But the problem was is he was under pressure all night, nonstop. I guess it was the middle of the day. So all day, nonstop, but offensive line was (laughs) atrocious in this game. They just got destroyed by the Seahawks um, defensive line. And yeah, I think they're better than we give them credit for the Seahawks defensive line. Um, but it's concerning mm-hmm. for the Colts moving forward. It's concerning for Carson Wentz. It's concerning for those pass catchers. And I think it might limit Jonathan Taylor's upside a little bit. If like, like you were banking on him being able to offset his Naheem Hines issue with mm-hmm. really good efficiency because the offensive line is so good. But if they don't turn it around, then you kind of have that Naheem Hines problem still. So but I don't want to panic um, about Jonathan Taylor. He still had a good game. He still put up 17 points without a touchdown. So still great. Yeah. Got a crazy workload. Seven targets in this game. If that's yes. prescriptive at all, he is going to be amazing. Um, so just I, look and see for the Colts. I don't trust the wide receivers there at all. Really. Um so, you know, Michael Pittman's, you know, he's the number one guy there. Three for four for 29 yeah. yards. Wasn't really there in the game. Same with Paris Campbell. Zach Pascal did put up a mm-hmm. nice game, though. Four for five, 43 and two touchdowns. How are we, how are we feeling yeah. about him? Like, is that Listen, someone I... we want to target for the rest of the season? Or was is this maybe one of those one-off just games? Like, what are we, where are we right. at? So, with T.Y. Hilton out, 
as soon as T.Y. is back, I don't think you can play Zach Pascal. But while T.Y. Hilton is out, I think Zach Pascal should be rostered. And I think you can probably throw him in as like a deeper flex option. Um, but I wouldn't like you just can't expect what you got again. Um, mm-hmm. He is a red zone favorite, though. So that is the thing that keeps me somewhat comfortable with him is that Chris Ballard loves to get him. Like, that's why they have him there. It's for what he can do in the red zone. And he's really good there. He's really good at getting open and getting touchdowns. Um, He catches a lot of them. And it's kind of one of the problems for the other receiving options there is that he's utilized so much, you know, in that area of the field and not so much in between. So, yeah, I think you can roster him, but don't expect this. He's not going to break out. He's Mm -hmm. just going to be like a plug in to get you hopefully like 10 points and scrape by. Okay. Good to know. Thank you for that. Very wise expert analysis. I appreciate that. Um, any, any other like takeaways from this game? I know uh, Seahawks are really good. Seahawks offense are, is great. Uh, Chris Carson, his, his score looks deceiving 11.7. It's nothing crazy, um, but I thought he looked good in this game. And he had a fumble, so that took away a little bit. But mm-hmm. he was utilized the way that you thought he would be, um, and so and Rashad Penny is out. Lead on him. Yep. Um, this coming week, and maybe the week after. Yep, yep, yep. Or maybe longer. I don't know. I can't remember. So, um, I mean, there's only two carries from Rashad Penny this week. But I mean, hey, that's right. two more carries possibly for Chris Carson. You never exactly. know what those could turn into. So I do. I, I like Chris Carson a lot there. Um, so Washington and the Chargers went at it this week. In mm-hmm. the state of Washington, that's not a state; it's a district. <laughs> in the district of DC, I really which I actually think they—they—it's a district, but they actually play in Maryland, right? Or Virginia, where they play? Uh, they play in—they play in DC, but they practice in Virginia. Do they play in DC? Is that where it's at? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I just it's like downtown. I mean, yeah. Oh, I don't really know. I'm... I don't. I don't know because like Dallas doesn't play in Dallas. Or like yeah. the Giants don't play in New York. That's fine. Right. Um, right. <laughs> all right. We we touched on the Fitzpatrick stuff, so we're not going to get into that. But like, like how are we feeling just about the Washington offense in general now? Like just the team. Like the defense obviously is still very good, but like, right. You know, do we? It's wanna, a little bleak. Like, like I I don't think there's anyone that I want other than Antonio Gibson. Really, I mean, obviously Antonio Terry McLaurin. Gibson. Terry right. McLaurin. Right. I mean, I guess Logan Thomas, I still, he's still, you know, those are the three viable yeah. options, but like, I don't really want Adam Humphreys. Curtis nope. Samuel, obviously he's on IR. So even when he comes right. back, I don't know if I really want to take my shot there quite yep. yet um, until I see something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I'll give this a week to see what Heineke can do in a full game. Sure. Um, but I just, I had Washington in my parlay going all the way, you know, winning the division, but Dallas looked real good. And then Washington yep. lost their magic. So, yeah. With this news, I'm pretty, it's just deflated, pretty disappointed. It? It's just like, yeah, I don't know how they can. I, I just don't know if the offense is going to be able to kind of keep up in order to, for them to continue to be good. Um, yeah. I think Terry, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, they're still all going to be fine. Um, it's the like exterior options that I don't think we can rely on now. Like Diami Brown had a chance mm-hmm. to break out. I don't think that's going to happen with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Um, 
you know, any other wide receivers there, I don't think are going to produce. No other running backs are going to produce. So, um, just the three main guys. Um, how about the Chargers though? What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on them? Because they had a quite the interesting game, I think. Um. So Mike Williams, man. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Twelve targets, eight receptions, eighty-two yards, and a touchdown. Woo. I mean, I don't want to overreact here. You know, and I know he's not the wide receiver one, obviously. But Herbert might like him. Herbert might like Herbert him a little more than we know. Not. Yeah. Um, we'll see Keenan Allen. I mean, he's still finished with 100 yards on nine receptions. You know, so he right. put up a great game. So, I mean, a touchdown there and his game is phenomenal. But, mm-hmm. you know, these two guys, you know, we've talked about Williams being a nice late round pickup. Really paid off this week if you did start him in a flex spot anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, dude, it's Justin Herbert. Come on. He's got good receivers yeah. around him. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, Eckler you wasn't too busy. To start Mike Williams. He continued to start Mike Williams. Agreed. Um, yep. Eckler 57 yards on 15 carries with a touchdown, no targets. So that's something to keep an eye yeah. out for, which is weird. Um, or unexpected, mm-hmm. I should say. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, I like this Chargers offense. It's it's, it's good. They're just so good. I think the team is so so good. Yeah, keep an eye on the the targets for Austin Eckler. I don't think that's how it's going to continue to be, but if it is, that could definitely definitely be a problem. Yeah, very much. Uh, all right, let's go over to Detroit, San Francisco, Detroit, San Francisco stole this one, forty-one to thirty-three. Detroit almost came back in the final seconds. Did not happen. Very exciting finish to this game. It was a very interesting game. Jared Goff went off. Yeah. 35 points. Three touchdowns, man. He 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 looked good. Um but I think the real story here is DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams are in the in Detroit. Yeah. What an interesting um, situation here. You, you know, Jamal Williams put up 25 points. DeAndre Swift put up 24. This is what you want when you utilize two running backs. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, no kidding. of all places it's coming out of detroit this week mm-hmm. uh, jamal williams nine carries for 54 yards and a touchdown along with eight receptions for 56 yards while deandre swift 11 carries 39 yards eight receptions himself for 65 yards and then that touchdown you know jamal williams scored 25 without the touchdown what like what are we thinking here Clearly, Jamal Williams was being targeted a lot in the passing game. Jamal Williams had a touchdown too, though. He did. I am sorry. I am. I don't know how to read left to right. Forgive me. <laughs> They're I pretty much. It's almost the exact same, except Jamal Williams had a few more rushing yards. And yeah, and he had what fifteen like more yards, slightly more. Yeah. So. So I mean, but like, are we concerned? Like. Like I mean, no, looking at the scores, not. there's nothing to be concerned about. But like DeAndre right. Swift, like I mean. So the, I, here's the thing. This was a really good game by like Jared Goff and stuff w- against a very good defense. So, but like, is this something that we, that this is going to happen weekly? Like, can, can these you two know, running backs coexist like this all year long? Like this? I don't think so, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. So if you remember, and I mentioned this earlier, I, I benched DeAndre Swift and almost everywhere I had him, which is mm-hmm. almost all of my leagues. Um, and the reason was because like a half an hour before the game started, there was an alert on my phone that said, 
announcement. DeAndre or Jamal Williams is going to start this game. DeAndre Swift will have a lessened workload to get him eased in after the injury, right? That was mm-hmm. the whole thing. So you've got to keep in mind all of this that just happened, that is with Jamal Williams starting this game and DeAndre Swift getting eased in. And he still had <laughs> 11, 11 targets and 11 carries. I think I don't think he's going to get 11 targets every game. I Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think the number of carries is going to go up favorably for him. And he's going to have a, a higher percentage of this workload. Um, and then Jamal Williams will also have some of it. But I think he's going to continue to be heavily, heavily targeted. And that is why I've been so in on DeAndre Swift all offseason because I do believe he is game script proof. Because when they're losing like this, they're going to be throwing the ball. And he only, the only people Jared Goff can throw the ball to is TJ Hawkinson and these running backs. So mm-hmm. even if Jamal Williams has a pretty significant role, and I think he will, I'm not worried about DeAndre Swift. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of, TJ Hawkinson put up a great game as well. Nice 29-point yeah. game. Uh, eight receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown. Oh, and it had a two-point conversion as well. So love that. Yeah. TJ, you know, he's the number one receiver there in Detroit. So continue to – I think he was my number four or five ranked tight end. I can't remember the top of my head because there's some mm-hmm. good ones up there in those top. But I love it. Um, San Francisco – I know we talked a lot about a little bit about the running back situation there at yep. the top of the show. So I'm not going to get too much into that because I just can't confidently say anything about the running game or what's going to happen <laughs> other than yeah. Raheem Mostert's out for the season. Like that's all I can say. Right. Uh, Debo though. Woo. Yeah. Debo, Debo. Samuel putting up the 30 point game. Uh, he looked really good too. Um, I think if you got him, I think if you drafted him, I think you stole him. Um, I think that's what it's going to look like. As long yes. as he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be phenomenal. And he probably is. He's probably the number one wide receiver in this offense, but I don't even feel great about saying that because I could just see when Ayuk gets back and kind of gets into his role, I could see them being pretty similar as far as target share. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk didn't have any targets, no receptions, did nothing. He was a dud. Which is disappointing, but the thing is, he's still, I think, nursing that hamstring injury. So yeah, it was um, a weird situation. It was a very weird situation. So I'm not gonna like look too far into it. Um, yeah. I might sit him this week coming up. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him, but I wouldn't. I would cut start him, him or anything like that. Right, hold on to him. Um, just kind of see how he goes, see how he recovers, and you know, if in a few weeks he still mm-hmm. looks bad, then and then you can consider cutting him. Um, but Debo's the guy right now there in San Francisco. Jimmy G is quarterback. I like him. He was a steal. I think he went probably, what, seventh round in most places. So I like it. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, let's move on to the next game. Cardinals and Titans. Um, I don't have much to say about this game personally. I don't know about you. Kyler Murray, that's a takeaway. DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. that's a takeaway. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona's yeah. defense looked phenomenal against Tennessee. Yeah, no kidding. They um, were great. If you told me there was a team with A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry on it, and yep. you told me to guess mm-hmm. which team, it wouldn't be the Tennessee Titans, 38-13. to 13 <laughs> Oh, man. Nope. They wouldn't be that game that I would look at. <laughs> right. Um, yes. 
man, Derrick Henry held a 10 points. You know, Julio didn't do anything. AJ Brown didn't do much. Like, man, it's, I'm not going to look too much into this again. Like, it's only week one. Right. Arizona's defense looked good. We know Tennessee is going to be a powerhouse more likely than not. And I just think it was that D line and Chandler Jones specifically. Like, really? So, yeah. <laughs> Christian Kirk looked yeah, good. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I don't, I'm not panicking about panicking about the Titans now. If they come out and have another dud, I will probably start to panic a little bit. Offensive coordinator is different, so we didn't know what to expect. Um, but I did not expect this. So no. wait another week, see what happens. Um, it just feels like a fluky game where the Cardinals just were were ready and kind of had the Titans number. So yep. I wouldn't think too much into this. Want to shout out Rondale Moore real quick. 10.8 <laughs> fantasy points, four receptions, 68 yards. Uh, looked explosive, looked exciting. Look for him to continue to get more utilized in this game in the in the on this team. Yes, Christian Kirk looked good. Again, don't read too much into it. Um, you know, if he does this again next week, then we'll have a little bit deeper discussion about that. But uh, yeah. till then, you know, start Hopkins. Um, I do like Rondell Moore as a flex player, possibly in your league. I think you. Um, I think you can play him as a flex. I do. I really do. Yeah. So. Um, Look there, Chase Edmonds, uh, 12 carries, 63 yards, four receptions, uh, no touchdowns, so he finished with a nice game. Edmonds is the yeah. guy, I think. Like, I think, I, I think that's so where I'm at finally. I know we've gone back and forth because it's been real you know, weird, but I'm taking Edmonds now. Like, I, that's, you know, mm-hmm. you know some people yep. picked up Edmonds and Connor. If you need to drop someone, I, I would feel comfortable dropping Connor and keeping Yeah, Edmonds. I see. I think I am too because, like James Conner, he's only going to get that first and down. He's only going to get carries on first and first and second down, and maybe some goal line work. But let's not forget who the goal line running back is for the Arizona Cardinals. It's Kyler Murray. So, yeah. James Conner probably just clogging up your roster at this point. Um, I I would maybe hold on to one more week just to make sure. Okay. Um, but I'd be willing to drop him for at least a couple guys on the waiver wire and, right now. So And it being PPR league, that is what we mostly play. Right. You know, Connor true. Connor did have the carries over Edmonds, sixteen versus twelve, but Edmonds can catch the ball. You know Yeah, and Edmonds four still for did four. It more yards too. And you know, that's four points. Um mm-hmm. another four points for the forty three yards. Like yeah. you know, that's gonna be the deciding factor in PPR leagues when right. it comes to running backs. Yeah. So and he had a tackle. So. <laughs> yeah, he so did. That's that good. He did. I love that. I love that we get those stats. Just, oh, I, I love it. Sleeper is the best. Shout out to Sleeper. You are the best, <laughs> and I do fangirl every time you like and tweet at, or, or like our tweets. So thank you. I know, right? Um, two more Saints games. Packers. What was that? Saints Packers. Yeah, I, that's fine. Let's 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 do the Saints and Packers. So, um. I don't want this episode to go too long. It's already like way longer than our usual episodes, but um, I know. it's week one. It's week one. It's week one. It so, is. There's, there's a lot to talk about week one. And we're telling you not to overreact, even though we is what that is what we were doing in half of this episode. <laughs> um, but um, so this game was the Saints versus. That's it. There was no other team, apparently. 
<laughs> like, um, oh man, did you know? Okay, and I want to throw out something I had heard, and I I'll be honest, I have not fact checked this, I have not looked into this because I'm fine. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, and if it's oh, false, fair. I really That's don't fair. want it to be false. I, I I'd rather it be real. So, um, I had heard that the Saints were actually able to choose from a few different stadiums, or like it was their choice where they got to play. Okay. Um, I'm sure there was some logistics, but they they got their choice. They chose Jacksonville, which is where this game was played this week. And apparently, part of that decision of choosing Jacksonville is is because it was the most expensive plane ticket from Green Bay. That is what I heard. That's what I've heard. Like I said, I've not looked into it because I'm happy living on my own little island with that in my head. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Um. And I, I, I like it. I, <laughs> I'm happy. Um, but guys, uh, to sum up this game, Jordan Love started a quarter. Uh, <laughs> and that pretty much tells you everything <laughs> you need to know. Aaron Jones was a disappointment. AJ Dillon, disappointment. Devontae Adams, disappointment. Robert Tanyan, disappointment. And Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Was off. Just <laughs> three terrible. point three two fantasy points. Three. Yeah. You know how many you know how many mm-hmm. Justin Fields had? Six <laughs> point Six. seven. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> played like four plays or whatever. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was it was great. Bad. Other than the loss, it was a great week to be a Bears fan. I'll I'll say <laughs> that. Uh oh, because because and I've said this. I don't know if I've said this publicly, but I know I've told you countless times. And I, I mean nothing but I have nothing but love for the man. But Jordan Love is trash in Green Bay. Like <laughs> he does not look good oh, in Green Bay. Man. And I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to because you know he obviously can play football. He signed in the NFL, like clearly, but he had negative fantasy points. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, like. <sighs> I am gonna, I you know, I try to be professional on this show, but I'm gonna live under the umbrella that Aaron Rodgers was intentionally throwing the game for a week. That is the umbrella <laughs> I am gonna live under oh, because man. it makes me happy. Because it makes me happy that I am able to. I relate to Aaron Rodgers now. Do we mutually have a hate for Green Bay? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> we we just, we just might. We just might. Oh, well, <laughs> in order to not let you get too happy, why don't we move on to our last game here and let's talk about the okay, okay. butt kicking that the Chicago Bears received <laughs> from the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I'm pretty sure isn't like um I don't know Matthew Stafford kind of like the Bears kryptonite. Sure seemed like it. 34 to 14 on Sunday Night Football. The game was never competitive. It was um, almost boring, except the Rams were electric on offense. They looked, oh baby, they looked awesome. Like so good. Matthew Stafford was great. Um, 20 for 26, or 20 of 26, 321 yards, three touchdowns. The guy was just lighting it up. Well, Just, it Steven, was it was good stuff. 
it helps scoring touchdowns when your your DBs don't touch the guy when he's down on <laughs> the ground. <laughs> oh man. You're welcome off LA offense for that touchdown. <laughs> oh man. Matthew Stafford just oh. happened to look in the right direction. Okay. Too funny. Too But too other funny. than that, he still had a great game. He he really he really did have a good game. Him yeah. and Cooper Cup look phenomenal together. And no you know, kidding. I've had Cooper Cup uh head of my rankings just from the pure touchdown standpoint. And it's looking like it's gonna be that way. Yeah. It does it does look like that. It seems like they have a, a bit of a connection there, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup, 7 of 10 for 108 yards and a touchdown. Robert Woods had a few less targets, um, but caught a really impressive touchdown there. You remember that one? I bet you do. Which one? Van Jefferson one? <clears throat> the Robert Woods touchdown in the back of the game. Um, which one? Was that at the end of the game? I think it was towards the end. Because yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I had a game of Madden paused. <laughs> and in the last four minutes of the game, I, I finished my Madden game. So I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> There's yeah, nothing probably here. Then. <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, but yeah. Um, I Okay. You are down 14 to like 27 with like six yep. minutes left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have the future of your team franchise as your backup QB. Yep. What the hell is it going to hurt to put him in and see what he can do? <laughs> it doesn't hurt Statistically, anything. you're going to lose the, the game. What do, You already put him in twice. He already scored half your points. <laughs> you, like, oh, man. Come on. Which, by the way, was an amazing moment. I just shot like that was that was totally cool. But it was really cool. Uh, and I do believe when he was running, because there was a moment it looked like he might be stopped at the one. There, I think, I honest to God, think in his head, he's like, I cannot stop. I have to make this touchdown. <laughs> and he did. Oh, and man. it was beautiful. But uh, just whatever. Like, Matt Nagy is like the brother that I just cannot freaking stand. But you love him because like he's your brother. But like you just want to beat him mm-hmm. up. Like, that's how I feel oh, right now. Man. That's like, fair. It's just, I think that's reasonable. Um, and I can't like be like, oh, he's going to go in next week because it's the revenge game with Andy Dalton and the Bengals, so that's not going to happen. And then it's it's fine. It's fine. Anywho, Allen Robinson was held a lot uh, within the ten, first 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've said this already, but that defense was phenomenal for L.A. Yep. Jalen Ramsey was on it, unfortunately. Someone needs to yeah, put him back was. in his place. I'm already done with him. Already. He is so um, very, very good at football. If you if if you could have one of your boys next week, like show him up, please do. That would be fantastic. I would love nothing more. You know, and, and may like <laughs> do maybe put like Jack Doyle in there to do it. Someone you just don't see coming. You know, <laughs> I know he doesn't cover tight ends, but oh, man. just throw it all off. So yeah, anything else from this game? No, nope, it's too late for me to get worked it. up. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, Can't all right. Forget uh, that. <laughs> long episode today. You know, week one. There's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about. Uh, yep. 
I can't promise it'll be shorter next week, but we will see. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we will be uh, trying to do some matchup previews, um, seeing maybe who to sit start. We're going to try to do some TikToks and some YouTube shorts, so they're nice, yep. quick, and easy for you to just you know throw up and see what, what we would do um, and our opinions on some stuff. So, um, yeah, week one is in the books, um, and if this was last year, we still have a full season. 16 more games. That's so true. We uh, have so awesome is that? Much more football. I love it so much. Uh, guys, go check out our YouTube channel, uh, First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn now, um, and of course, TikTok. The tick yeah. to the talk. You know, Kesha knows what's up. Check out TikTok. And <laughs> yeah, this was fun. Can't wait for week two. I'm sure you can. You play the Rams. So. Yeah, I'm just going to probably not watch that game, maybe. Seems like yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. So, you know, go check out the Eli Brothers on Monday Night Football if they are doing it next week. I know they're only Eli doing brothers. a few games. Uh, what did I say? Did I say Eli? The Eli, Eli games? Brothers. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> it is. It's a little. That's what they're known as to me now. <laughs> I like it. All righty. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, may the force be with you. We'll see you guys later. Yep. See you guys. Bye.